0: Welcome to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast. I'm your host, Evan Uitake, and I'm so excited that you've tuned in. Our mission is focused on connecting, developing, and inspiring young business leaders to find and pursue their purpose. This podcast is sponsored by Trost Marketing. Promoting your business through marketing is essential for growth. Without marketing, you lack the ability to create a conversation with your potential customers. At Trost Marketing, we provide marketing solutions that fuel growth, We are your source for all of your printing needs, as well as branded apparel and promotional items. If your business wants to stand out to potential customers, contact the marketing experts at Trost Marketing. Visit us at trostmarketing.com or call us at 866-492-7820. Young business leaders, welcome to the YBT podcast. I'm your host, Evan Yutake, and I want to welcome you to podcast number 103. Today is an exciting day because as I'm going through and trying to figure out like, who are the next guests that we need to have on the podcast, I'm, I'm stretching myself a little bit because I'm learning how to uh, look beyond maybe my circle of friends and Beyond maybe the people that are are, are in my life, and I'm, I'm what's happening now is I'm starting to reach out to some people that or, or see some connections that I have, and uh, finding out that there's some really awesome people uh, just just outside my circle of friends or just outside my circle of influence. That I haven't gotten to know. And I'm going to encourage you as a listener to do the same thing because I am finding some amazing people uh, to talk to just through the podcast. But I would encourage you to find them, have coffee with them, get to know them, because that's where you're going to continue to grow as an individual, as you grow as a leader uh, in your home, in your business, and in your spiritual life. And today, I'm excited to bring to you Randy DeBell. Uh, Randy is a guy that uh, was actually a friend suggestion from Facebook for me. And I looked at some of the guys that he was friends with and I'm like, man, I should know this guy. And the face looked a little familiar. So I was like, all right, I'm going to have to figure out a little bit. And as I was doing research, I was like, uh, and we're going to talk about a little bit today. Really, really excited uh, to get to know him because uh, I think some of the things that he's launching out into and some of the things that he's going to start doing here very quickly are very relevant to our audience and very relevant to just guys in general. So I'm going to read a little intro and then I'm going to have Randy say hello to you guys. In 1995, Randy moved his his young family from Clear Lake, Iowa to Broken Arrow, Oklahoma they moved so that randy could attend the school of ministry at church on the move in tulsa oklahoma for a combined 16 years randy has worked at church on the move in several capacities they include bus ministry pastor assistant children's pastor carpenter transportation director operations director and next steps pastor randy's passion is to build teams and raise up leaders he loves to problem solve and his motto is train up somebody to take my place so that i can go on to the next thing that god has for me to do and if you look at this bio and just some of the things that he's done he's 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 a walking success story of that, because when you have that many roles and you can grow into those many things, you are definitely creating next generational leaders. So Randy, say hello to the audience and tell them maybe a little bit more about yourself if you don't mind.
1: All righty. Good morning, gentlemen. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here with you guys today. And uh, it's just uh, I just love how God works in our lives and to realize he's never done. It's never over. And when we really pursue him, no matter what our age is, our stage of of life that we're in, he has an assignment. He has a purpose for us. And and that's what kind of DeBell Ministries or Industries really is all about. It's Mm -hmm. about lighting a a fire under men, encouraging them to to dare mighty things and and step out for yourself and for your family.
0: Yeah. So I was looking at uh, DeBell Industries and uh, one of the big things that stood out to me, like right front on the page, because I was trying to figure out what what it was at first, and it says building quality men and families, building homes. Um, I first read that and was like, okay, well, this is a construction company. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> and then I started reading into it a little bit, and I'm, I'm wondering if that was by design because when we're talking about being leaders, when we talk about being quality men, that's not something that ha- happens by accident. That's something that is actually designed. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about what what exactly DeBell Industries is and what your what your what your mission is behind it.
1: Great, and and that was by design. It was uh, hoping that men would just maybe uh, come across this site, uh, trip upon it. And, and just see, man, what exactly is going on here? I need to dig a little bit deeper. And, and what I've discovered in in just in, in ministry and in life is that when you build a man, a good, strong, godly man, when I decide I put God first in everything I do, all of a sudden you, have a, you, have, you can build a strong marriage. You build a strong family. You can build a strong business. But our relationship with Jesus Christ and God, the father, that that relationship makes everything else good or bad mm-hmm. and truly just get a get a hold of that and get a grip on that. And, and that's the whole purpose of this, this website, uh, anything we've done. It's just if I can get one man to realize, you know what, I've got to put the Lord first in my life. That's success. That, that's being very successful when you do that. Because it will change everything in your life. And if I can just get one guy, uh, he doesn't have to hire me to do anything. He doesn't have to invite me to come speak at their church. None of that matters. But if one man can get a hold of this and change his life, his marriage, his home, his business, then this thing is a success. And really, that's what it's all about.
0: Yeah. And what we haven't talked about is that like all these things that you're doing right now, this is, the Bell Industries is something that you're launching out into at the end of this month. So yes. in 10 days, right? Well, yes. people will hear this a little bit. By the time people listen to it, uh, you'll you'll actually have already launched it. But talk a little bit about that journey because that's a, that's a big step to go from, you know, having uh, – having a, a job, having, having a, a career of what you're currently doing, and then feeling so passionate about it that you're ready to walk into this, this new phase of life.
1: Truly. And, and like I say, you know, at 58 years old, when someday, when you hit this age, you know, the world wants to tell you, okay, you're successful. Uh, go ahead and coast. Mm-hmm. Retirement can be here or it's just around the corner. Uh, just stay where you're at. Be comfortable. All of your God-given hopes and dreams and desires can happen when you retire. And so many times we wait for retirement or when the money's there, when the time's there, and and honestly, that day never comes. Mm -hmm. A lot of guys retire, and what happens? They die. And Mm -hmm. uh, and what I'm learning through this process, man, I realized that fear, that my age, that finances – that a cushy job that I love, it was all holding me back. And I realized, you know, and a lot of prayer, a lot of thought has been put into this, me and my wife, Helen. And we realized that if if I don't take this step in 2018, I won't have the guts to do it in 2019. Mm. And it's just, you know, we've realized that God, it's something that's been on my heart for probably 20 years uh, to just, cause I don't know, I have a great relationship with, with men and uh, I, it's very easy for me to connect with men of any age and you know, men are always contacting me, man, what do you think? Or what should we do? Or I want what you have. I want that relationship you have with your sons or, or your wife. And, and I just realized, man, God is preparing us, my wife included, to just minister to families and and like I said, just to help men. And a lot of people think, man, Randy, you are so black and white. There is no gray. You are a real toe stomper. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm that way because I've been down the road called stupid. Mm-hmm. I have made some really dumb mistakes in my life uh, as a Christian, as a man, as a husband. You know, as a as a father. And if I can just wake up one guy, one man, and if he can learn something from from my mistakes and where I've been, that's it. That's a win.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love how we're talking about even just the, uh, the idea that this is something that's 20 years in the making. When we're talking about uh, kind of going back to the house analogy and, and building men, like when we're talking about the 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 structure of the building right that's that relationship with god that's that that's that entire support system that everything's built on but a building is more than just a structure and so there's so many more things that are, that are to it and so now we're talking about maybe the function of that building what is that building created to do what is what what is the purpose of that building and i think the last 20 years from what i'm hearing from you and i i've heard you speak in some other uh other areas I feel like you're kind of tuning into that purpose, which is to, to help lead men. Uh, You have over the last 50, you say 57 years, over the last 57 years, you have created this an example and accumulated all of this experience. Now all leading up to this, this purpose of what you're created to do, which is to help other men. And and I'm going to agree with you right now. That there is a very big need for what you're talking about because I'm I'm in the phase of and I think we talked about this in in the pre interview stuff uh, I'm in the phase of not just you know getting married and having kids but now I'm in the phase of where marriages are being tested and where I have friends that are getting divorced and I believe a lot of that has to do with we get complacent complacent in our leadership or we get apathetic in our relationships and we start becoming just people and not people with a purpose. And so I think it's really important to dive into that. So I, I'm curious to hear from you using DeBell Industries and using some of these analogies, like what kind of path are you going to take people down? Is it is it a mentorship path? Is it a curriculum path? Like what direction is do you see this going?
1: I think like right now for, for each person, every individual, it will be different. Mm-hmm. But everything, I'm going to go right back to this throughout this entire podcast. Everything goes back to what? my relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll tell you what really changed for me was about six years ago or so, our, our pastor George here at, uh, at Church on the Move, he talked about chair time. And I remember sitting up there on the stage was this great big old lazy boy, this big soft chair. And he talked about our chair time and what it was. And it's that undivided, undistracted time that we have set aside to spend in the word, to spend in prayer, praise and worship. Mm -hmm. And man, that became such a revelation to me because I realized, man, at five years old, I gave my heart to the Lord. I grew up in church. It was Sunday morning. It was Sunday night. It was Wednesday night when an evangelist came to town. Sometimes it was every night for two or three weeks. It was church. And man, it didn't hurt me. I don't resent it. I don't hate church or my parents for that. But I realized through the years, I had no consistent time that I spent with the Lord. And I I was a husband. I'm a father. uh, My sons were even grown. And I realized it was hit and miss. Mm -hmm. I realized it was really no big deal if I didn't read my Bible, if I wasn't in the Word that morning. And I tell you, the revelation hit me that this truly is life or death that this time I spend praying over my family, over my friends. Uh, One of my sons is a, a state trooper here in Oklahoma. And I think about, you know, if I'm not praying for him, if I'm not pleading the blood of Jesus over him and protection over him, who is? Well, I'm sure his wife is. I'm sure his mom is. But, you know, as his father, as his earthly father, as his dad, you know, I, I take that responsibility. A lot of men ask me, will you pray? They give me specific prayer requests. And, uh, and for me, it's not a ball and chain. It's not a check, check box. It isn't something I have to do. But I can tell you in the evenings and as I'm getting ready for bed, I have this great anticipation for tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. Because tomorrow morning, I get to be with my Savior. He gets to impart wisdom and love and grace and mercy into me and into my life that I get to share with my family, that I get to share with friends and and men that I don't even really know that well, people I I don't really know. But wherever I go, whatever I do, I can reflect him. I can look like him. I can be like my dad. But how do I get that way? Mm -hmm. I've got to spend time with him. And so, you know, for me, DeBell Industries, it's it's really, uh, it will be very individual for each man that comes and, and wants to be a part of this or are asking for my help in any way. It will be set up just for them specifically. But everyone will always start it. They'll be asked, what's your chair time look like? Mm-hmm. Tell me about your chair time.
0: Yeah. And I think that that's something that's like instantly convicting for most people. Cause I mean, you, even you said it yourself, I mean, you got all the way through up until six years ago uh, and this wasn't as real for you as it is today. It wasn't as important as it was for you today. And I think some of that comes with as you, as you get a little bit older and you start to realize just like how big everything actually is. Cause I can say like in my, my teens and twenties, that it was not a priority. I I was only responsible for myself. I felt that uh, independence. I felt that invincibility, and I felt like I was able to get out of whatever situation I wanted. So I never needed to go and and learn about all of this stuff. I never felt like I did because I felt like I had it all under control. Mm-hmm. And I think that as you get older and as you mature, you start to look a little bit deeper into uh, your relationships with people your uh re- your your relationships with god like what that actually means and you start to weigh that importance i think having kids it uh really has turned me even closer to god because of the role that um that i play in their lives but then also the role that uh, my father has played in my life and, and just looking at what was modeled for me and then as i've grown in my relationship with christ understanding i i am that direct reflection i am that earthly reflection of what that is to my kids. Mm-hmm. And is, is God angry all the time? Is, is God somebody who's a punisher all the time? Is that what I'm modeling? Or is God somebody who loves and spends time you with you? Uh, in my instance, you know, God is a distracted person to my children. And that's something that I have to work on because I don't always give them my full attention. And when you look at scripture and you spend that chair time, not just praying for other people, but learning about him and and going through uh, all these different exercises to get closer. I think you realize that it's awesome that he doesn't change. And for us, we need to know that, but we also need to know who he is because that's essentially um, what's going to help draw us closer to him because we're going to know that he is those things. And then we can begin to model those things to other people.
1: That's good. Really good.
0: So I want to talk a little bit about what you say when you say man up, uh, because I, I know there's definitely a heavy emphasis on being a man, being uh like you, you even said it to uh, brave, blunt, and bold, I think. Uh so there's definitely all this like manly terminology around everything that you do. But you also talk about manning up a little bit. And I think that's Something that maybe isn't happening as much in our culture. Uh, so I'd love to get kind of get kind of your perspective on what it really means to man up uh, in 2018.
1: Awesome. Uh, to me, here's what man up means for a Christian man: a man that claims to be a Christian. It's it's truly leading your family. You know, it, it's serving them. It's loving your wife unconditionally. It's being faithful and loyal, trustworthy. Uh, not perfect. You know, we'll never be perfect. I can't tell you how many times I had to sit on the edge of my son's bed at night and ask for their forgiveness. Mm -hmm. You know, I I corrected out of anger. I was mad, upset, had a horrible day. And I had to say, you know what? I was wrong. Will you please you know, forgive me for the way I corrected you or spanked you or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's just you know, for me, that man is the one that is spiritually leading the home. He is the head, not the dictator, not the boss, not the big wheel, but he Mm. is spiritually leading the home with love. And so many times you see men have just checked out on that. They're just MIA. Uh, It's the wife's job. She determines if they're going to go to church on Sunday or the weekend. She determines if they're going to serve in some capacity at their church. She determines how the kids are going to be disciplined. She determines everything in the house. And because that man has just kind of checked out the the woman of the home, the wife, she has to step up and be the leader, be the spiritual head. And guess what, man? She doesn't want to be. Mm -hmm. She wants you to have that role, to take that role. She doesn't want you to wake up on Sunday morning and roll over and look at her and say, well, honey girl, are we going to church today? Mm -hmm. No, she wants you to already be up, maybe whooping up a little bit of breakfast, helping with the kids, getting the kids ready and saying, yes, we are going to go to church today. And uh, because, you know, I'm going to go there and serve and be a part of this place. And Mm to me, man up in a nutshell Is when a Christian man steps up and is that loving, imperfect leader in his home and to his family. Because you know, when the enemy comes hard against a family, uh, your kids look at you, your wife looks at you and sees how you handle it. Do you fall apart? Do you cry? Do you say, oh man, I don't know what we're gonna do? Or do you say, let's pray? What does God's word say? Let's go straight to God's word. Yep, this isn't good. We're, we're in a little bit of trouble here. But what does God's word say? And so many times, that's, that's the spouse. That's, that's the wife that's leading the way spiritually and leading the home. But your kids are looking at you. When, like I say, when it hits the fan, what's dad's go-to? Where does he go? Where does he run? What is he clinging to? Is it his skill set, his job, his business, his his strength? What is it? Because, you know, in in myself, there's been times in my life when no skill set I had or any training I had could do one thing for me. Mm -hmm. Only God and Jesus Christ could. Yeah. And and your family needs to see that's where you go to. That's where you run to when the enemy comes hard against you.
0: Well, I love how you're talking about what are you clinging to? Because that's, I think for men, it's, it's easier to cling on to other things because we see success in a lot of areas. Um, you see success in your business. And so financially you're good. So when some of these things come along, you just, I'll just work harder. I'll do more overtime. Uh, you know, this big medical bill came up, so I'm, I'm going to work harder. So that, but then you're away from your family more or, you know, something comes up and you're like, well, I can just, I can maneuver this or I can do that. And, and we're problem solvers, right? So we're always in there. We're trying to figure out, you know, what, what's, what's the angle. How do I approach this? How do, where's the weakness? Where do I, where, where do I attack that? And, be, and because of it, that, we become self-dependent. And a lot of times we don't go back to that, uh, to that foundation that we should. We start just trying to fix it all ourselves. And I think you put it perfectly. There were certain situations that came up that you were not adequately prepared to handle. And I think we're all going to come across those at some point. And I think the importance of a podcast like this and and people like you going out there through the um, DeBell Industries is to help prepare people to recognize when those situations come that they they are going to come and that when they do come, that you're not going to have the tools necessarily that you need to fix it yourself. That because you're a leader, because you've shown success in the past, that's fantastic. And those are reasons that you ascend to those levels and to those positions. But I think it's also important to to recognize and to understand that there's always going to be a situation or an opportunity for you to point back to something else. And when you have that opportunity, is it going to point to you and then that's where you're going to feel like a failure? That's where you're going to feel like you couldn't handle that situation? Or is it going to be an opportunity where you, you can point to God and say, not because of me, but because of him? We got through this. Not, right. be- not because of me, but because of him, we were able to overcome this. And I think that's what God's looking for in us, even just through when we talk about leadership. We also talk a lot about servant leadership on this podcast and stewardship and realizing yeah. that our role is not necessarily to always be that true end all be all le- leader, but to be recognized that we are a steward in charge of something for a time. And that we are following something greater than our, greater than ourselves, and that we can always point back to Him and say, "I'm. This is not something that I would necessarily think that we should do, but I know it's right. I know it's I know it's ethical. I know it's the the thing that we should do because of this. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, that's great. I, I think too, it's just it's just total surrender. Mm-hmm. You know, I give up. I don't have all the answers. So many times, you know, pride. Pride can come in, and I don't really need God right now. I don't, you know, I have the skill set. It's this is what you said I am a problem solver, mm-hmm. and I have safety nets and plans A, B, C, and D. But there's been times when they all fell through, you know, when it's just, but it truly is just surrender where I've realized, you know, I truly don't have a skill set. <laughs> I am selfish and rotten and unkind, you know, when, without Jesus Christ in my life. And it, it, it's just so important to have that surrender, that mm. he is my strength. If there's anything good in me, it's because of him. Yeah. And, and that's the cool thing about our families. You know, the, the only people that really know Randy DeBell is my wife and my son's. Mm -hmm. And they're 28, 30, 32, married, have kids, uh, doing great. But they know, really, if I'm here just blowing smoke with you or if I'm the real deal. Mm -hmm. And so many times our families look at us and they see us in church or in public or, or on the job site or wherever it is. And we're a totally different man than we are at the house. Mm -hmm. And so many times that's what wounds a family and that's what will even send your kids running from a a good and holy God because they see, you know, man, I'm a hypocrite Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying we're perfect, man, but we can be that constant loving leader in our family's life. And and that's what they're looking for. They're looking for that constant In, in this crazy world. You know, you don't have to look too far. To just see how wacky and twisted this world is, and man, our family is looking for something solid, mm-hmm. and they need to be able to see that in us and know it's God. It's yeah. not us; it's God. That's our anchor. <laughs> well,
0: yeah. I, I love how you bring that up because I think uh, again, thinking of like the audience, the audiences—they're they're young business leaders. They're just getting started in that leadership role, and they're they're kind of working their their way through their journey, and. and I think it's important for them to recognize because I, I was in the same boat where I could live multiple lives. I could have my church life, I could have my home life, I could have my work life, and they never intersect. Yeah. And I was able to successfully navigate every single one of those. But there's a time coming when all of those begin to intersect. Everything's gonna come together and people are gonna start to see the hypocrisy. You can do it right now. You you can absolutely have three, four five different lives. But at some point they're going to start to intersect and, it, and you're going to start to be like, well, I don't know. I don't, don't want to have these friends hang out with these friends. If you're saying that you really need to question why you're saying that because I would venture to say, and I'm speaking to myself right now. Uh, I would venture to say, you don't want those two friends to talk to one another mm-hmm. because they know two different Evans or they know two different Rangers. Yeah. And whenever they start talking, they're going to go, well, that's weird. I, ne- I would have never thought Evan would do that. And then all of a sudden that light starts to shine. So all these different things are going to start coming together at some point. It's a lot easier right now to be the same person in your family, in your home, in your office, in your group of friends. It, in the long run, that's the easier path. But I think sometimes we we compartmentalize and we we start to adjust our personalities based on who we are, who we were around. When when we're talking about manning up, I think manning up also means being your true self across the board to everybody. Don't be fake. Don't don't conform to other people. Be who you were created to be, and not a carbon copy of somebody else.
1: Uh, I love that. That's just what I was going to say. It's just being real. Mm-hmm. You know, God made you you. He made me me. We are unique. We are different. We think different. We have different opinions, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's the way God made us. But so many times, you know, it's like you say, we're different people. We're different people groups and wherever I'm at. And you know what the world is hunting? The world is hunting real. This guy is the same. He does have integrity. No, he's not perfect, but he does have integrity. His handshake means something. He said he was going to be there at 10 a.m. and he was five minutes early. It's mm-hmm. all those little things, but just to be who you are. And so many times you look at other men and, man, I want to be like them and, and work like them. And yes, we can glean great things and great character traits from other people, but I'm still just, I'm going to be me. Yeah. And that's just like our, our youngest son, Dan. He's up in Lee Summit, Missouri right now. They've been up there a little over a year pioneering the church. And I asked Dan. I said, "Well, man, whose books are you reading? What leadership books are you reading?" And he said, "Dad, I'm not reading any books right now. And I'm thinking what? <laughs> no leadership books, you know, yeah. son. You know?" He said, "The only thing I'm reading right now is the Bible." Mm-hmm. And he said, "Here's why. He said, right now as I'm pioneering this church and leading this church, and I love the way he put this. He said, I don't need any secondhand." information Mm. he said i can get what i need out of god's word and with the holy spirit guiding me and giving me wisdom and right now he said i am just immersing myself in god's word and that's where i'm I'm getting direction and Mm. wisdom and guidance and he (laughs) said i haven't read a book in in over a year now and that's unheard of because man everything is here Here's here's my latest book. Take a look yeah. at this. Have you read? And there's nothing wrong with that. I love a good leadership book. I love a good hot rod magazine. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with those things. But those things cannot replace our main course. And what is that? Mm-hmm. It's God's Word and time in God's Word. So very, very crucial and important.
0: Hopefully he's not reading too much Deuteronomy right now. Or. <laughs> I in. I'm in that right now. And it's, uh, I understand why it's there. But yeah, I'm hoping he's like focusing on Matthew or something like that.
1: <laughs> he's, in John. he's in John right now.
0: He's in John. Guy? Okay, good, good, good. There's definitely parts of the Bible that I'm just like, alright, I'm, I'm good with the baguettes. I don't need any more baguettes.
1: <laughs> it's tough sometimes. <laughs>
0: Hey, I did want to say this because I know you were talking earlier about surrender. And, and, um, so we're in my small, small group, we're talking about real Jesus. Uh, we're going through the real Jesus curriculum I'm, I'm sure you've, uh, you're familiar with that. Yes. Um, we just finished the chapter on worship and we were we were kind of discussing everything, uh, like the guys in the group split off from the girls, and we were kind of going through what what true worship meant. And the book was the premise of the chapter was that worship is more than just music, and and that you know that tingling feeling on your on your skin when you have you know the goosebumps from you know just being completely immersed in this worship experience. And as we were dialing down into it, one of the the things that really stood out to me that that what the chapter was getting at was that worship is surrender. And you talked about surrender a little bit earlier and how, how God actually created us to worship him. And then going to the deeper part of worship of being true surrender, where you're, you're giving everything to him. He knows that you have desires of your heart. He knows that he created you for a purpose and he wants you to, to, to explore and, and to flourish in those things. But what really got me, and and I'd love to get your thoughts on this is using that surrender to give it all back to him and just say, Hey, I know I was created for this. I know that, you know, I have this, this family that, that I'm providing for, I have this great job, but I'm giving it all back to you. And I'm willing to say to you, I'm willing to give it all up just because I acknowledge who you are and what you've done for me, and for me, I worship took a whole different um, definition when I got to that level. So I'd I'd love to dial in a little bit more into what you mean by surrender, what surrender means to you, and, and how surrender is tied to worship in in your life.
1: That's great, great point. I just I think too, you know, you think of of worship as you know hands lifted. Mm -hmm. singing, praising, you know, that's a form of worship. But, you know, as we surrender, we can worship with our money, Mm -hmm. with our tithe, with our service. You know, am I serving at church? Am I serving people? There's so many different ways. And I've tried to base my life on Matthew 633. And this is surrender. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so many times that is so hard to do because it's like I said, I have those safety nets. I have those different things that that I have ready just in case. And, you know, our life <laughs> can be worship. Uh, you know, as I go into Walmart, how do I treat? How do I treat people that are put in my path? Uh, a young pastor the other day, I was talking to him and, and he mentioned about people that are maybe put are in our way, whether mm-hmm. we're driving, we're at, you know, the coffee shop, the restaurant or we're shopping somewhere. And Man, well, they just move their cart. Get, get your cart out of our way. And so many times we get so frustrated with people. You're in my way. And this mm-hmm. young pastor asked this question. He said, did you ever think about this, that maybe those people are put in your way? for a purpose, for a reason. And even how I treat people is a form of worship. Mm. It reflects Jesus Christ and God the Father. You know, am I just a pain in the hind end when I'm dealing with a cashier that made a mistake? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and it's just, how do we treat people? There's so many different forms of worship and it all comes back to what? My surrender. And and so many times that surrender determines if I'm willing to worship. Mm-hmm. My chair time determines. If my chair time is rushed or non-existent, I'm not kind. I'm not nice. I have no patience, and my pride just wants to come up in everything I do and everything I say. Yeah. So I look at somebody that's maybe stumbling or struggling with something, and I'm just thinking to myself, why can't you just be like me? Why can't you just trust God like me? Why can't you be loyal like me? Why can't you just show up and serve like me? And my pride will just rule my entire day if I don't surrender. I've got to give that up every day, every morning. I've got to surrender that. And there's, like I said, there's just so many different ways we can worship and reflect our Heavenly Father in everything we do.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I think that sometimes we we get into a situation where we're we're thinking about chair time, or we're thinking about like, uh, you know, how how can we infuse our spiritual life more into our everyday life? Like, like a chair time is a, like a, a time of seclusion where you're completely focused. But I think um, the ultimate goal is to always be mindful of Christ. Always be mindful of that relationship that you have, and you know, his greatest commandment was to love uh, the Lord your God. So that, that, well, sorry, that's the first one. Second one is to love others, love your neighbor as yourself. And I think that when you start having that mentality of surrender, surrendering your your time, that you're here for a purpose, and it's not to accomplish what you want to accomplish, but it's to help others accomplish what they want to accomplish. I think that that's when that surrender really kicks in because. I'm a prideful person. I, I want to have great accomplishments. I want to make yeah. a lot of money. I want to uh, be successful. I want to I want to have the titles. I want I want all those things. But I kind of had the epiphany a little while back that what what if I'm in the role that I'm in, not because of what I've done, but who I can influence? Mm-hmm. who Who can I help? And it really made me re-evaluate what my success was. My success ne- wasn't necessarily to sell something or to, uh, to have a higher profit margin or to accomplish these great things or, or have these you know, customers and my stable of customers. What if my position was to give me a platform? To speak into other people's lives, to help other people, uh, I have an employee that that I hired, and uh, whenever she uh, came in, we did a background check, and her background check came back about as bad as it could be. I was faced with a decision: do I hire this person because of their um, and and overlook their background, or do I not hire them because of their background? Mm. And uh, I was I was really conflicted. It was it was a tough decision for me because uh, I was looking at the role that they would play in the organization and 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 what what had happened in their past and uh i had actually kind of s- sought a little bit of counsel talked to some people that i knew um that had dealt with people that had gone through that and f- for this person they had actually gone through a re- rehabilitation program that had, had really good results and so uh i would say the previous me would would sit back and say even if you did the rehabilitation program you had one chance you screwed it up i'm not hiring you That's it. I just I can't afford to do it. Uh, It doesn't make sense. I would be naive to do that. Um, But when it really came down to it, I just had this piece of, this is the right person. This is this is the person that you need. They've gone through the program, uh, and they're going to they're going to do great things. And and I will say this because I am so proud of this employee.
1: That's great.
0: They have stepped up. In every role that they've done, they have gone over and above and they are now impacting other people's lives um, that are going through and maybe have gone through some of the same things that they've gone through uh, to help them in their role. And the co- the coolest thing about it is the organization that uh, that they graduated from now uses them as a role model for what the program can do. And we're a part of that. My organization is a part of that because we we hired them. We took a chance on them and they stepped up and proved themselves. And that's when it kind of came back to me of like, am I in this position because of how hard I worked or what I did? Or am I in this position because I can give somebody like that a chance and I can help them be a better person and, and, uh, and a better parent and, and a better uh, leader to other people. And it completely changed my perspective on the whole thing. Sorry, that was a bit of a rabbit trail, but.
1: <laughs> no, that, that is so good because, and think about it. God has blessed you personally, and he's also blessed your business because you were obedient. Yeah. Because, because you did it. And, and I discovered some real freedom when I have realized this isn't about me. Life, period, is not about me. This, this thing called DeBell Industries is not about Randy. My marriage is not about Randy. My relationships is not about Randy and what's in it for me. But when I realized it with, with marriage with my precious wife, this whole thing, it's about her. I'm going to honor her. I'm going to respect her. I'm going to be loyal to her. And God's word is true. You pick what you plant. It all comes back around. And I, and I look at my kids and, and it's just been a process and I have not arrived, but it's learning that I, I quit thinking or try to and quit saying, well, what about me? What about my time? What about my hobbies? What about, you know, what I want and what I want to do? And, and so many times it goes right back to Matthew 633. Mm-hmm. Seek him, <laughs> Seek him Live righteously. And all those things will be added unto you. And that's, it's true. God's word is true. And with that freedom and that surrender, and, you know, it's just, and that's where I had to come to also for me personally, just, like I guess I've grown up in a Christian home and a wonderful home. But for me, I had to decide, is this true? Mm-hmm. Is this real? Is the entire book of the Bible all true? And does it apply to me in 2018? And when I have settled that and know it is and believe it is and try to live it with God's help, there's victory in that. There's freedom in that. And God will bless you when you make that decision.
0: Randy, I appreciate you taking the time to to kind of share your heart, share your story with the audience. I mean, there's so many great things uh, that we talked about today, and I'm really excited to see kind of that next step for you as as people move forward into that. Um, for, those, for, the, for everyone listening right now, like I said, by the time that uh, this podcast is released, uh the Bell Industries will be actually launched and going. So, Randy, how do they connect with you? Uh if they're interested in in uh, reaching out to you and 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 learn from you, what does that look like? And what's the best way to get a hold of you?
1: Pretty simple. You can go to debellindustries.com. Uh you can contact me there. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you'll you know, and it's my posts are pretty simple, they're pretty straightforward. Uh uh I've even told ladies this might even offend you. Cause at one time on Facebook, we had like 52% of the followers were women. Yeah. And I'm just asking, man, man, where are you? You know, and, and women at church would come up to me and say, Oh, I came across your website or saw on Facebook, love what you're doing. And so I don't know if they're they're beating their husbands over the head with this information or, <laughs> or what they're doing with it, but it's neat to see. More men contacting, becoming involved, reading what I'm putting out there, and a lot of times it's just a simple picture of a scripture of something I got out of my chair time, and that, that I've been challenged with. My toes have already been bloodied, and then I'll share it or post it. But yeah, just check us out in any social media way there, and and we'll be we'll get right back in touch with you, and and uh, it's gonna be good.
0: Well, that's fantastic. Uh, I will share those links all in the uh, the podcast notes. So if you're listening to this and you want to connect with Randy, uh, make sure you check those out. I always want to give you an opportunity to speak directly to the audience. Uh, it's essentially your message to young business leaders. So what would you say your message is?
1: Man, it's pretty simple. Put the Lord first in everything you do. He'll help you with every decision. He'll help you with with everything that you're involved in. He'll give you wisdom. He'll give you integrity and and strength to to make the tough decisions, to make the right call. And and I look at, think of your spouse and your kids. You know, uh, man, always make time for them. Your Sabbath is very important. That time and that day that you set aside for your family. My Sabbath isn't all about me. It's, it's my family. It's the time we play. We go someplace. We grab the grandkids. Spend time with my, my grown sons, whatever it is. But I'll tell you right now, as, as, a, as a young leader, you have an opportunity to influence so many people and to change right now. Right now, if you're stumbling, if you're hurting, if you're just like, man, I'm sick of this already, you have opportunities to change and live in victory right now. Because here's men, some of the men I'm talking to right now, they're my age, and they're telling me stuff like this. I have the big, huge house. I have all the toys. I have a very successful business, and there's nothing wrong with any of that. But then they look at me and say, my marriage has gone to hell. It's shot. We don't even know each other. My wife just filed for divorce. My kids won't even talk to me. I've given them anything they've ever wanted but my kids hate me and won't even talk to me. And you can tell that man has poured himself totally into business, into success, into gaining stuff. And the most important thing in his life, his wife and his kids, he's, he's lost them. He's in the process of losing them. But even now, he knows there's still hope. God's that big. God's not done. God can restore families that are broken. But I encourage you, man, just love that family. It's always God first, but then it's your spouse, and then it's your kids. Play with those kids no matter what age they are. Get dirty, get out in the yard, wrestle around on the on the on the carpet on the floor, have a tea party, play dolls. Uh, I don't care what it is. But I've watched this over the years with our sons it all started with play. And as we played and laughed, it opened up avenues for communication and honesty. And in my in the, my son's teenage years and college years, when maybe they did some stupid things, might even want to call it sin, they were willing to come to me and knock on our door as they came in that night and said, Dad, can I talk to you a minute? And man, they'd repent. They'd confess before the old gray-haired guy ever even found out about it. But where did that relationship all start? It started by us out in the yard, getting grass stains on our clothes, throwing a football, playing with each other. So men, put God first, then your family, and you'll never regret it. I do not regret spending those hours playing with my sons. And there were times in my life where I neglected them. I neglected my family because I was, man, in ministry and serving people. And, you know, I wasn't out doing sinful things. They were good things, God things. But my family was at home wondering, Dad, where are you? And do you have any time for us? So, man, keep your priorities straight. You'll never regret it.
0: Randy, thank you so much for sharing that with my audience. Uh, I, I was just as you were talking, I was just thinking these are the reminders that we need. These are the the, the constant uh, gut checks that we need to put in front of ourselves to keep pointing us in that direction. We're not going to be perfect in anything that we do, but ultimately, if we can keep those reminders in there, keep challenging ourselves, and finding people that will encourage us and point us and redirect us uh, in the in the path that we need to go, so that we can be those leaders without regret. We can be those husbands without regret. We can be those fathers without regret. Randy, thank you so much for speaking to my audience. Listeners, remember, choose to connect, seek development, and be inspired. We'll catch you on the next podcast. Young Businessmen, thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And if you'd like to learn more about the Young Businessmen of Tulsa, check out our website at www.ybtok.com or email us at ybtoklahoma at gmail.com. If you live in the Tulsa area and would like to hear one of our great speakers live at our monthly luncheon, we meet on the second Monday of every month from 12 to 1 p.m. Like us on Facebook for details about locations and upcoming speakers. Lastly, if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes and share us with your friends. Thank you for tuning in to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast, where we connect, develop and inspire young businessmen to find and pursue their purpose.